You ready for the word today? Amen. Me too. See, I'm at the end of my message. Let me go back. All right. Title of my message today is The Seven Spirits of God. How many of you know them guys? <laughs> you should all know the seven spirits of God. And uh, as I got to writing on this and praying and meditating on the word, um, I, I couldn't get through it. So we're going to get through one today because uh, that's all God with me. Hi, Kelly, my sister, <laughs> Marissa. Uh, good to see you guys. Angelia, good to see you today. Angelia has been calling me Dr. Ron for a long time. She's taken many of my classes. I said, I'm not a doctor. She says, but you will be. So I had to let her know that I was getting my doctorate today so she could come. Thank you for coming today. Yeah, amen. As Pastor Ron said, I've been teaching for a lot of years there at the school, and uh, I love to just teach and go through systematically through the Word of God. It's just a joy to learn the Word. Amen. All right, seven spirits of God. In our society today, there's many things going on trying to distract us from what God wants us to do right now. You know, we got COVID, we got uh, racism, we have riots, we have a lot going on and a lot to distract us from what God wants us to plan for, amen? The enemy is trying to take us away from God's plan so that we get in, involved in the world's way of doing things so that we're getting away from what God has intended for us. I hear that, you know, people are always saying, you know, that as, as a pastor that I need to be speaking about the issues of what's going on out here, you know, and as I've been praying and reading my Bible, I'm kind of like, Pastor Jesse, I thought you were going to take off and preach my message because I'm just stuck on Jesus. I know that Jesus is the only answer, amen? And, and listen, when I say the only answer, I mean Christ in you is the hope of glory, amen? That when Christ comes in you, he transforms your life and the issues of of, of the sickness and disease and racism and righteousness. It, it begins to go away because Christ in us makes us peaceful, loving, righteous people. Amen? So that's why Jesus is the answer for this day. Because Christ in us should transform our lives. Amen? If it's not transforming your life, I would say you don't know him. There needs to be transformation. There needs to be the love of God inside of us, amen? And I know Jesus is the only answer to fixing these issues at hand right now. And that's why we're going to continue talking on the Holy Spirit, amen? The Holy Spirit at work in you can heal what is ailing society today. But if we don't listen to the Holy Spirit, if we don't listen as he speaks to us, the anger the frustration, the hate will continue in our society. But I'm here today to tell you, you can make a difference. You can make a difference. Point at somebody and say, you. You can make a difference. The Holy Spirit can change each one of us from the inside out. He does a heart change in us and we allow him to come in and heal, amen? He can take the pain of yesterday and heal it today. With the love of God filling us with forgiveness and peace, it's amazing what God can do, amen? The Holy Spirit at work in you is more powerful than anything in the world. He was present in creation, amen? And throughout the word of God, we see the Holy Spirit and he's present here today. You probably can feel his presence. You know, just the anointing that just falls into the room when we begin to worship him and praise him. And this is what can make a difference in our society today. God is the ultimate of good. 
Amen? God is the ultimate of love. And with an abundance of grace and mercy that's been extended to us, we can be transformed and truly make a difference. So today, as we talk more on the Holy Spirit, open up your heart to get a greater understanding of what he wants to do in you, amen? Because he wants to do a work in each one of us. He doesn't want to leave anybody out. He doesn't wish that anybody perish. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He said, I, I, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God so loved the world. And what that translates down to is that God so loved every single people group that he sent his son to die for them. Every people group. So you can look around this room. We're a multiracial church. If you're racist, this is not a good place for you. I mean, our worship leader's Spanish, our, our associate pastor there is, is African-American, you know, I mean, we got it all, you know, we, we have red and yellow, black and white. We got our, our Chinese lady back over there, you know, Chinese brother over there, and you know, we have Arabic coming in at one o'clock today. We're going to have Samoan at 11. We have Spanish going on right now in the other room. See, we're a multinational church, amen? And, and that's what we want to be. Because if God's going to send me to the nations, we need to represent the nations here at home. One of the tough stories that Pastor Otto told me, Pastor Otto said, man, he goes, I had this guy come to my church down in Guatemala. And he goes, man, and that guy was on fire. He was lit up and he just preached and he prophesied. And it was incredible. And he says, and I was so excited to go to his church in America. And I got to his church in America and it was dead as a doornail. It's like, you're not the same at home that you are when you go, but I'm the same everywhere I go. I'm loud. Amen. I'm excited about Jesus. And I love to talk about God, and I know that he is the answer for everything going on right now today. So I'm going to read out of Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. If you want to like to stand with me today as we read the word. Isaiah 11, 1 through 3. You know, I have you stand because we need to honor the word of the Lord, amen? We need to honor God's word. The reign of Jesse's offspring... There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor by the hearing of his ears. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for all of us today that you would open up our hearts with greater understanding of who you are and what you want to do in us and through us. And Father, that we could receive from heaven a download today, that we'd be transformed, God. We'd be empowered by the Holy Spirit today, that Lord, that we leave here in a different way than we came in. And Father, that uh, you speak to us prophetically and you touch all of our hearts today in Jesus' name. Everybody said... Amen. You may be seated. Now, I, I want to encourage you with this, that when you leave this building as a prophetic sign that you're different than when you came, leave by a different door. There's five doors back there. There's side doors here. Leave by a different door. Just as a sign that you're receiving what God has for you and you're being transformed. You're being changed. You're leaving differently. And it's a prophetic act that you're going out a different door. I think I've came in through all three of those doors. I got to go out a side door today. You know, but I believe that, you know, because 
God is stirring in his people and God does not want us to be set in routines in this world. I, I was taught when we were on prayer the other night, I said, I shave differently. Like if I always, if I start with this side, some days I start with this side. Some days I start in the middle and I pull up. I do, do things differently. The way I come to the office here, I drive differently. I take different routes. I'm not settled into one way, amen. I want to, I don't, I want to keep the enemy at bay in my life, amen. I don't want to be so routine that he knows, okay, we can set an accident on this corner because Ron goes there every day, every day, every day. No, I don't. I'm being transformed every day. Amen. And I'm, I'm going to do things differently. I'm not going to settle in. But as we go into this, I want to lay just a, a foundation for this passage. The branch is Jesus. Amen. It's talking about Jesus. And then in verse two, it declares the sevenfold spirit of God that Jesus would walk in. So when Jesus walked on this earth, he was filled with the Holy Spirit to this capacity that the sevenfold spirit of God was inside of him. Amen. That's what he walked in. Now, I know that when, when John the Baptist was, was there and, and he baptized Jesus and he saw the Holy Spirit come upon him, um, that that was where he was filled. But listen, when Jesus was a young man, 11, 12 years old, he used to go to the temple and he used to talk with the priest. He used to talk under wisdom and understanding of the word of the things of God that it blew their mind that a young man could know so much. But I know because the spirit of God was with him. Amen. It was always with him. And he walked in the spirit and he talked in the spirit and he was filled and it, and it became evident at his baptism. But today the takeaway, number one takeaway, everybody say number one that I want us to all have ingrained in our hearts is that the same spirit that was in Jesus is the same spirit that's in us. The one we prayed for two weeks ago to come and fill us is the same one that was in Jesus. Romans chapter eight, verse 11, it says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Look at your neighbor and say, you, you. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So as we go forward to discuss the facets of the seven spirits that were in Jesus, they're in us. Everybody say us. Let's, let's list them out. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Jesus declared that the spirit of the Lord was upon him. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. He said in Luke chapter four, verse 18, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And from that time of the Lord's favor has come. Amen. He is, Jesus declared the spirit of God was on him. Amen. He was anointed for purpose and service. Amen. Just as you are anointed for purpose and for service. You don't get anointed just to sit. You don't get anointed just to be quiet. You don't get anointed just to come to church. You're anointed for purpose. Can I hear an amen? amen. 
purpose and service. You know, it, I, I always hear that one, um, see that line that's out there. It says, you know, um, how's it go? I want to say it right. Re, um, let Jesus speak through you at all times and when necessary, use words. Know that our actions are to reflect Christ. But let me tell you, without words, they won't know. You have to be able to speak, amen? You have to be able to open up your mouth and share the love of God with people. You, you, you live what you do, amen? You're created for purpose and service. And so you have purpose in the kingdom of God. And that purpose is that you finish the work of Christ on earth. That's your finish. That's your, what you're to finish. That's your purpose. Everyone, you might say, well, that's not my calling. Then what are you doing? He said, you know, that we're to finish the work of Christ, amen? So we have to learn to do that. We have to learn how to share it. Not only share it, but let your actions line up with your words, that your service and purpose come alive, amen? That we're not quiet, but that we're a voice, as John said, a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, amen? That's what we need to be. God has entrusted to you this plan to bring in a harvest of souls. That's your job. It's not my job, it's your job. You go get them, amen? You go catch them, and I'll clean them. This was great, you know, when, when Delon and I were younger and we went fishing, you know, our, 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 after our, our first baby was one years old, my mom and dad said, we'll take the baby for a few days. You guys go ahead. And we went fishing, and as I caught fish, Delonda was incredible. She cleaned all the fish. I caught them, she cleaned them. You catch them, I'll clean them. Amen. You go get them and we'll clean them. We'll get them filled with the spirit. We'll see them empowered. Amen. But he has put it in our hands to do that. It's not just for the pastors or evangelists, apostles or prophets to go and win people. It's your job to win them so that we can train them. Amen. Our job is to train. I'll train you. You go. I mean, that's what we do internationally. We go, we work with pastors. We work with um, house church leaders in countries and we raise them up and they go. People say, well, you go to the, these nations, how much evangelism? I mean, there are certain places I go that evangelism is not the best thing to do. It's not the best way to lead. The best way to lead is to train up the indigenous people to go and do it. So we want to train you to go and do. Can I hear an amen? amen. That's what we're empowered to do. You're empowered to be a witness. Acts chapter one, verse eight declares that. And, and I received, as I was writing this, the Lord gave me a word and I, I shared it on Friday night. I'm gonna share it this morning. Some of you feel like you've been put on the sidelines, but the Lord says you've done it to yourself. You've taken yourself out of the game. You allowed yourself to get out of shape and you lost your endurance to keep moving forward. But the Lord would say to you today, I typed it, man, I was buzzing on the keyboard, that if you humble yourself before him, and get your spirit back in shape, the game is yours to win. The game is yours to win. See, you, you maybe feel like you've been out of the game and you've been sitting on the sidelines for a season and it's like, ah, I don't know. You just, get, just repent and get back in the game. Just humble yourself and say, God, I want to get back what, what you have for me. Because some of you, you remember how things used to be. Who cares how things used to be? What's today going to be like? 
What's tomorrow going to be like? Amen. We can't change yesterdays. Our yesterdays are gone. But God is wanting to stir your spirit, man, back up again like never before that you begin to run with the endurance that you had when you were a younger person. This, this is what God is intending. The game is yours to win. Amen. That's what he said to me, and I challenge you to take it and run with it. Get in the game. Get in the game and start running again with what God has intended you for. Amen? Delonda told me, you know, I can never retire. She said, there's no retirement in the kingdom of God. I'm like, okay. You know, I'll just preach till the time comes. I'm going to go in the pulpit. Hallelujah. I'll let the people deal with it. <laughs> but I was listening to T.L. Osborne, Seven Keys to Healing this week. And T.L. Osborne said this, he said, we have to take the creed, the creed to be transformed into the deed of our lives. And if the, the creed does not become a deed, then it's not really our creed. We've not been transformed. So the word of God is our creed and the direction in it should be the deed for our lives. What it tells us to do is what we need to be about. That's what we need to talk about. That's what we need to be about doing. That needs to be the deed of our life. And he said, go into all the world, amen, and preach the gospel. And that is the deed that God has called us to do, to go into all the world. And like I said, all you gotta do is walk across the room in here and you're gonna touch the world. You can come at one o'clock when the Arabic's here. You're going to touch the world. Walk into the Spanish room right now. The Samoan church is starting up right now at 11 o'clock. You can go in the Samoan at 11 and be with other people groups. You don't have to go far. Sometimes you just got to go across the street or go next door and knock on the door. And you've gone, you've gone to the other side of the world by the people that you've talked to. See, we've let uh, um, oceans be our barrier, but in the spirit, there's no barrier, amen? There's no stopping what God wants to do. As I was waking up the other day, I had a dream. And I was asking the Lord in my dream how we can work more with the spirit of the Lord to set captives free, to heal the brokenhearted to bring good news to the poor, to see the oppressed set for free. This was my dream. I was asking the Lord and he told me, he answered me in my dream. And I woke up just very excited about what he told me. He, he, this is what he told me. He said, ask for the gift of prophecy. This was my dream. He said, ask for the gift of prophecy. Now, how does that line up with the word of God? How, how does this line up with the creed that God said? Because everything that God gives me, everything I hear, I weigh it against this, amen, the creed. Because I don't want to ever be out of line from the word of God. So I started looking. I started going to the word and say, okay, God, what are you telling me? If you say, ask for the gift of prophecy. And I'm going to talk to the people about that, that the spirit of the Lord is upon us. And he's given you gifts, amen. And one of them is the gift of prophecy. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. 13 says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So if you want the Holy Spirit, what do you have to do? Ask. That's it. It's not science. It's just ask. You just ask. Holy Spirit, fill me. And what will he do? Fill you. 
And usually that, that first sign that we read about in Acts 2 that we, some people experienced two weeks ago was that you begin to speak in other tongues. But when you get filled with the Spirit, you get the seven spirits of God. You get all this in you. Amen. And the first is the Spirit of the Lord. And so I went to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1. It says, pursue love. Everybody say love. love. We need to love. Amen. If you're going to step out and you're going you're gonna to prophesy or you're going to minister to people, make sure you love people. Okay. Make sure you love people. Because if you don't love people, it's very hard for them to see God. You may speak for the Lord, but, you know, if you read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you don't have love and you could have the voice of angels, then it ain't going to matter. It's not going to do you any good in the last days. So you got to be filled with the love. And then he says, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Everybody say prophesy. For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. See, that's the benefit of speaking in tongues is that you speak directly to God. See, it says no one understands you. People do not understand you when you're praying in tongues. Amen. Only God understands when you're praying in tongues. That's a great benefit because I can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with God and nobody, it doesn't matter who's around, only God's going to understand when I pray. And sometimes when I don't know what to pray, I pray in tongues because I just need to connect with the Spirit. Amen. And let the Spirit of God pray through me. Amen. So it's great to pray in tongues. He says, however, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Verse 3, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, in this season right now, a lot of people need comfort. A lot of people need comfort. Many of you today need comfort. You just, you need that comforting, encouraging word, that edifying word to come to you to help you get through what's going on. Because we don't understand everything, but God knows what's going on. Amen. So we've got to be in touch with him. That's why I pray in the spirit because I'm getting in touch with him. Amen. So that it fills my spirit. And then I, then I can begin to speak um, edification and exhortation even to myself, comfort to myself. But God is calling the body of Christ to do this. He who speaks a tongue edify himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And that's what God wants to do. He wants us to edify, exhort, and comfort all men, amen, through the prophetic voice that he's put inside of us by the Spirit of the Lord. And then verse 5, he says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. Paul wished, it was his wish that we would all prophesy. See, and I believe that we, as we're filled with the Spirit, we can all prophesy. We can all prophesy. Because, you know, if you're reading your word, if you're praying, you can, you can speak prophetically to people. You know, I see people all the time prophesying on Facebook. They're putting up a scripture. Scott, you've been doing that. You've just been putting up good stuff, man. You know, and I see that from a lot of you. You're putting up good stuff out there. That's just encouraging to people that, you know, you're not talking about all the junk. You're just trying to encourage people in the things of God. That's prophecy, amen. That's edifying. That's encouraging. That's bringing comfort to people. So I believe that if you're, if you're praying, you're in your word, you're filled with the spirit, you can all prophesy. Maybe I need to say it again. Or y'all need to wake up a little bit, huh? You can all prophesy. Yeah. 
You know, you don't have to do it as a get up and say, thus saith the Lord. You know, and put your suit on and your tie. You don't have to do it like that. You can just go to somebody. And say, all things work together for good to them who love God and called according to his purpose. It's all going to work out if you're, if you're with God and you're in his purpose. You'll be okay. See, that's what the word says. And that's what we need to hear sometimes. Amen. Brother, God, God would say to you, he's, he's thinking about you. He's up there, he's thinking about it. I probably should put my mask on, I'm Pastor Jesse, walking around now. But he's up there thinking about you. And he's, he says, he's got a plan for you, and it's a good plan. A plan to prosper you and not to harm you. That's God's intention for you. And he's thinking about you this very day on how he could do that in your life. See, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. And as I looked over here, the Lord told me to give you that today, that he has a plan and he's working his plan in you right now. He's gonna work it out through you. So whatever you've been going through, just know that God is thinking about how to bless you, not how to hurt you. He's bringing you through, amen? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not stay there. That's what Ron King's version of it. I will not stay there. You're all going through, we're going through valleys. We're going through issues of life. But it doesn't mean we have to stay there, amen? That we could get back up on that mountain with God. We could go where he's called us to go, amen? We could do what he created us to do. The purpose, the purpose that it just come alive. God's got purpose for you. Amen. He's got purpose for you. Yeah. You're in the game. You're in the game. I know life isn't a game. It's just the way the Lord gave it to me. Get back in the game. You're in the game. Amen. No, thank him. Hallelujah. We've just got to stay with it. We've got to stay connected to God. Amen. You see, because, come here, Dolanda. Exhortation means that, no, I got to do it this way. <laughs> I know it's uncomfortable, but I'm exhorting, I'm lifting you up. See, that's what exhortation is, is that we come alongside somebody and we don't just leave them the way that we found them, but we lift them up, amen? We help them to get where God wants them to be. We encourage them by, by speaking prophetically to them of what God has for them, Amen. And, and that's what God wants to do. He wants us to exhort one another, to lift them up. Don't leave people stuck, amen? Get them unstuck. Take them to where God wants them to be, amen? And when we were worshiping today, you know, Liz, with, with the stuff that you were saying, I, I just got in my spirit that I know that some of you have been going through tests on, on specific illness, but God is bringing you through that. I just got, God is bringing you through that. Don't be worried. Don't be trapped by what the doctor's saying right now. But God is bringing you through it because victory is yours. Amen. Victory is yours in the Lord. Amen. God's bringing you through. And the healing that you've been desiring is, is yours. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to me right now. God is doing it. Amen. God is doing it. Just take hold of it and receive it. Take hold of it and receive it. Don't let the doctor put fear in you because God says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, 
but I've given you power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? So let's opt for the power. Let's opt for the love. Let's opt for the sound mind. Whatever test you've been going through, the doctor's going to tell you the facts, but the truth is, by his stripes, we are healed. Amen? And that's what we want to do. He says, I want you to prophesy. And then verse 24, he says, but if all prophecy, if all prophesy, and an unbeliever, uninformed person comes in, he's convinced by all. He's convicted by all. And thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. So falling down on his face, he'll worship God and report that God is truly among you. See, that's what happens. When you, when you let God move through you, you're going to win people. Amen. I, I know that a few times I've scared people. I can take my mask off now. Yeah. Thank you, honey, for that reminder. A few times when we've ministered to people, a number of times, they're like, who told you? They, they always want to know, Jake, who told you? You know, when you're speaking prophetically and you give some, they want like, who, who let you in on my little secret? You know, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will do that. And, and it's not that God wants to uncover you. He just wants you to know that he knows you. He knows you, amen? He knows you, and he's got a plan for you. And so if he could bring you into his success of what he has for you as you're going through the process, it's amazing what God will do, amen? So what do we do? We need to take the creed and make it our deed today. That we ask for the spirit, that we earnestly desire the gifts, that we earnestly desire to prophesy. We need that. It's not that you're making things up, but it's what you hear from heaven as the Lord speaks to you. It's what you hear from heaven. Acts 2 declares that old men will dream dreams. I dream dreams, but I also see visions. So I think I'm kind of in that in-between stage. I'm kind of middle-aged. But when I have these dreams like this, like the Lord showed me, I confirm him by the word of God. And I know that because of the dream the Lord gave me, that he desires us to prophesy that that's what's going to break things down. And then the word confirms it. I think that's what he wants to do. Amen. As I said earlier, some of you have been on the sidelines and holding back. God wants you to step up in this season. And stir up the gift of God which is inside of you. Amen. And that you begin to share it out. You don't have to come up here and share it. It may be one-on-one. -on -one. It may be just encouraging the person right next to you right now. And I'm not talking about hindsight. I love the prophetic words that come out. That people say, well, you know, when something happens, like when we, let's just say we have an earthquake. And somebody says, oh, the Lord showed me five months ago that we were going to have this earthquake. I'm like, shut up. Who cares what the Lord showed you five months ago? Why didn't you tell us five months ago so that we could have been praying and maybe we could have avoided this mess? Amen. So you don't want to, you don't want to say, oh, the Lord showed me that. I hate hindsight. You know, people come to you, well, I, I kind of saw that comment, Pastor. Really? Maybe you should have told me when I was doing it. See, because prophetically, if God gives you something, don't sit on it. Begin to speak it out. You say, well, I don't feel comfortable. Then write it down and give it to me. 
Because listen, you write it down and you give it to me and I say it, it's not yours. You write it down and give it to me and I don't say it, it's still not yours. It's the Lord's, amen? And so when you, when you do that, it, you can't be upset. I gave pastor a prophetic word and he didn't say anything today. Well, it's up to me. I got to weigh it out. Amen. And when you give a prophetic word to somebody, give the prophetic word. Just say, you know, this is what God's telling me. And just, just tell them. Don't, don't go into background how you got it, what you went through to get it. And, and you know, I mean, don't tell, I had one guy, he used to come and he'd say, Ron, I have a prophetic word. I said, okay, man, go. And, and it would take that guy 15 minutes before he ever gave the prophetic word. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Well, you know, I just want to lay background. I'm saying, no, give the prophetic word. See, because what I know God wants you to do, he wants you to throw the grenade. Pull the pin and throw the grenade. The grenade being the prophetic word. Pull the pin, let the word do the work. Let the word speak to people's heart. Let the word be interpreted by the people, amen. And, and just let it flow. So be that encourager to people and allow God to move through, through you, amen. Speak it out. And, and write it down, whatever you got to do. Like I said, if God shows you there's an earthquake, tell us that you've seen an earthquake coming. So we can do what? Pray. We can pray or we can leave the state. Something. <laughs> but we get too afraid to share things. We get too afraid to Submit things. And then let me tell you, you need to be cautious. You need to be cautious. But don't be afraid. Don't be controlled by the enemy of your soul to not submit what God is telling you to say. Amen. Like I said, you can write it down, hand it to me, whatever. But let God move through you. Get in the game. Stop sitting on the sidelines and just watching. See, because when you become a watcher, you become a judge. And you become a judge, then you can create division. You don't want to do that, amen? You want to be in the game. You don't want to be just on the sidelines judging what happens. You want to be a part of what happens. You want to be a part of it. You want to be speaking prophetically, amen? How many of you would desire the gift of prophecy today? Amen. I know Pastor Dave's got it. He moved prophetically for years here in this house. This is where I learned from. But we ask and we're filled. Amen. Then you stir up the gift of God inside of you. And, and like I said, some things need to be weighed before they're spoken. Judgment. I would encourage you, if you have a judgmental word for this house... That you write it down and give it to me and let me weigh it first. If judgment's going to come, I feel it should come from me. Amen? So if you got a judgmental word, hold on to that one. Sit on it. Give it to me. But we need to comfort and exhort and encourage one another with a prophetic voice that God has put in us through the Holy Spirit. We've got to stop waiting. People need encouragement today. People need comfort today. Amen? And... You may get a scripture in the morning when you're rising up. And, and as you do, maybe it's not just for you. Maybe it's for you to come and encourage somebody today. 
to build somebody up, to say, hey, and, and share with them what God is doing, what he's saying. Let the word accomplish what it's intended to do, amen? Don't hold back. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Let's just lift our hands to heaven today. Let's just ask right now to be filled with the Spirit of God. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for your promise, Father God, your promise that if we ask, that we shall be filled. And we come before you today, Father, and we ask that you just fill us right now with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit, you would just come to each one of us. Just begin to talk to him right now. You don't have to be quiet. I'll be louder than you all. Go ahead. Just start talking to him right now. Just start talking to the Holy Spirit. You can just start speaking in tongues right now. Just let your spirit, man, be filled up. Let that prophetic voice just begin to be stirred up inside of you. Father, I pray that you stir, Lord, every person in this place. That you stir our hearts, you stir our minds, God, with what you've intended for us, Father. That, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak through us prophetically, Lord, not only today, but every day, God. Lord, that if we be out in the, the grocery store, in our workplaces, God, that you speak to us prophetically, God. And that, Lord, that we can be that encourager. We can be the comfort for somebody today, God. That, Lord, that we can exhort one another and help people get unstuck, God, by speaking prophetically to them, Father. And I pray today, God, that, Lord, every person here just be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just let it rain down, God. Yeah. Let it rain. As we sang earlier, God, let it rain. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Father, stir up the prophetic voice inside of each person here today. Stir it up, God. Stir it up. Oh, let it flow, God. Let it flow. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. What's he saying to you? Jake, give me that microphone, please. Oh, I got this one. What's the Lord saying to you right now? We just want to give him room to speak to us right now. Not just through me, but through you. the Lord say believe in the rain before you feel the rain and the reason why I say feel the rain is because I've been up here every Sunday with my shoes off I want to feel the rain believe in the rain believe that he wants to pour out on you before you feel it come on Everyone. Yeah. So no matter what you feel like, you may not feel worthy, you may not feel 
good enough. You want to feel you are good enough to do something like that. But the Lord says, my mercy is new to one and great is my faithfulness. And my faithfulness, he says, it is forever and ever. So just let God move through you and don't look at yourself thinking you can't do it. Because God has empowered you, just like he said in the message. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Amen. in the game. said, okay, God, if I can't worship you with my voice, I will worship you with my body. So I began to pick up the flags. And the other day, 
even yesterday, we were going to a funeral in Barstow, and I was trying to sing with the worship songs in the car, and I told my husband, I can't sing anymore. And even today, when we were singing, I kept saying, Lord, I can't sing, I can't worship you anymore. And he said, who told you that? I didn't tell you that. He says, you are stopping what the gift I gave you because you are declaring you can't do it anymore. So that's what I want to tell you people. Don't declare you can't do it anymore. Don't declare that you can't do it because you can. Amen. Amen. Um, the Lord's really been doing this whole new thing in my life, and it's just supernaturally, unbelievably absurd. I mean, it's just bizarre. My best friend goes, you have changed so much. What's wrong with you? I'm like, um, but he's really been giving me a lot of words. And one of the words he gave me was to encourage the body of Christ. What is going on right now is not for the lost. Hear me. It's not for the lost. It's for us. It's for us to wake up and do our job and hit our knees more than we've ever hit our knees before and call out to him and say, mercy, Papa, mercy. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on our country. We're looking at everything going on around us thinking people are gonna get saved. They will, yes, but we need to do what he's called us to do, which is to fall on our knees and say, have mercy upon us. People my age, we've been seeing this racial thing for how long? What's it gonna take to stop it? It's gonna take us hitting our knees and saying, please forgive us, have mercy. It's not too late, but Amen. it's what he's asking of us. Have mercy. Amen. Don't mean to come up here twice. <laughs> My daughter and I, for some time, have been feeling to pray for Pastor Brian, and because he does have a very unique ministry, when he leaves this place and goes to the other nations of the world, I've never seen anything like it, and I know my brother-in-law, Ron, has never seen anything like it either. Come over here, Pastor Ron. Alverson, come over here, brother. But I think we're supposed to pray for him today, and about this ministry that he has, because while he's a pastor here at your church with LU, God in the days ahead, I believe, is going to begin to use him in a very unusual, powerful way. Because the harvest is now. And God's bringing in the harvest now. Amen? So, I have felt led to come back and be alongside to him to be apostolic with him in the sense of being an encouragement and a blessing to your church and to all of you as him and I can work together as we have in the past. And I believe that's what the Lord is saying that I'm supposed to do. And my whole family came because of that because we felt God was saying to do this. And so you need also to know God will, when he releases him to do this, the Lord is going to have pastoral care here for you all. Amen. And because I'm going to be here, my daughters are going to be here, my wife will be here with you, 
So I'm not telling him how to do it. I'm just saying, you know, this is what I think the Lord has said, brother. So I think we're supposed to pray for you okay. because God wants to protect you and keep you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on, brothers, come up here. Thank you, Lord. Becky, if you have a word for me, Becky, come. Lord, we release this man to be the man you've called him to be. For both his wife and his whole family, too, that are not here, his children and their children, God, because of this man's ministry, God, you have something special you're going to do. Lord, something supernatural, something really supernatural, God, that you've been saying to the prophets that you're going to do, God. Miracles, miracles, miracles. Miracle upon miracle upon miracle, God. Spoken miracles. Even like with Philip, he translated him. And God may translate you at some point. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Such a strong, powerful Oh, I see favor on you. I see favor on you. Oh, this is a burden. God said this is a deep burden of yours. These are like your children when you go minister, you and Delanda. These are your babies. And the Lord says you planted such amazing seeds. And God wants to develop these children into great adults, into weapons for the army of God. The Lord says he's going to use you as a lethal weapon in the army, a lethal general in the army. God's taking you to the nations for a reason, Ron, because you are fearless. You have such great faith and you have such energy. God says, I gave you that energy for yes. a reason. Yes. And Delanda, sometimes you wipe her out, but God says, you know what? He's restoring Delanda to be alongside. She is your balance in every manner. She knows when to tell you to rest. And God says, I gave her to you as an appointed wife. She is the destiny that you have. Not only that destiny, but the path is laid before you. God says, I've given you a vision of your path and how to take it. Now let God bring the finances to do this for you. This is such a dream for you. The Lord says you've wept and cried about how am I going to do it, God? I know you'll provide. And the Lord says, yes, 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 I'll provide. Like the rain will come down, God will provide in Jesus' name. So we thank you for a hedge of protection around Ron and Delanda, God, in Jesus' name. Put a hedge of protection, God, that these lives matter for you, God, that they're to restore and bring restoration to the nations in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let the rain come down. Manifest your glory in fire, in fire, in Jesus' name. Signs, wonders, and miracles to follow them, God. Build up an army to go with them, God. Those that are assigned to go, God, that will take part in this, God. We ask you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
just your hands. says you both have been servants and just like Lucy prayed over you for the gold you have faith in God you have a house that you pray about God says the house is greater than you ever thought because it's, it's bigger not only heavenly but earthly because it's a little bigger your house is from California all the way to you God the vision is getting clearer the vision is unity hallelujah and as becky just said there had been uh, division a history of division even in this house but i sense god is bringing a great unity into this house because of the clarity of vision hallelujah it is a, a psalm 133 vision hallelujah how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in true, authentic, genuine unity. Hallelujah. God is doing that today. He is doing that now in this season. And what does the word say? It says the, uh, the oil, the oil is poured out from the priest, right? Down through his beard, down into his garments. Hallelujah. And God will command the blessing. Amen. So receive it, you guys. Receive the blessing that God has commanded. Raise your hands and receive the blessing, the, the rain of the oil of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Amen. 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 Do you have anyone? Sick of them. Just before Becky came up, I 
That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> Stepping out and saying what God has been telling you. And uh, wow, I'm just going to pray. Father, we praise you and we glorify you, God. You are great and mighty, Father. We love you so much. Lord, we're created for purpose. Lord, that your creed would be deed inside of each one of us. Father, you said, ask for the nations and you'd give them to us. And Lord, you've been giving us the nations even by bringing them here to New Hope. And I pray, Father God, that every person's heart would be stirred to reach out, Father God. That we not be so inward thinking, Father God, but we'd be concerned about the people on the outside. And we'd win them to you, Lord. We'd be that light that shines so bright. that Lord, that we would win some. I pray a covering of blessing over each person today. I pray, Father God, that healing be their portion as they go, that you protect them and keep them, Father, and Lord, that your joy be our strength. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. <laughs> Pastor Ron, thank you so much for coming today and doing that. I love you, brother, and uh, um, I'm honored by what you've done today. Amen.